0: so faint the softest grey before me I scoop a handful of earth and drop it slowly into one palm then another they turn, face each other joining hands squeeze and twist and rub this is the safest time the safest place we kneel together and I close my eyes Savoring the wonder and expectation which brought them here. Sacred vows, whispers disturbing the delicate rhythm of the forest, high above a flutter, then a shower of almond petals falls gently to the ground. The ceremony is complete.
1: In a quiet corner of Whitefriar Street Church in Dublin, there is a casket which contains a wooden case. The case is covered with painted paper and tied with a red silk ribbon, which is sealed. Inside this case, they say, lie the bones of St. Valentine and a small vessel tinged with his blood. Nearby, in the upstairs room of a pub, Brendan Kilkenny sips from a glass of lemonade as he calls to order the weekly meeting of the Dublin Friendship Club. Right,
2: a warm welcome to everyone here tonight and a special warm welcome to any new people that are here. The first two pages are for new people, what the clubs are about, make new friends, take part in lots of activities, 25 to 45. Activities mostly social, but we also have some sporting as well. No membership fees, just £1 at the meeting towards ads in the Herald and getting these printed, different things like that. And then the second page is about what we do, and that gives an example on what we do, a good mixture of sporting and social. Before we go on to the third page, we always go back over what we've been doing for the past week, and we definitely were doing plenty over the past week and it's not hard to know what the main thing we were doing we went away on our 21st weekend away of the clubs over the past three and a half years and the biggest ever we had 44 people went down we had a great time we went to Ross's Pint, Yates Country Hotel the comfort was unbelievable the size of the rooms were incredible they took up a big part of this room here we got out and about during the day and did a tour and um, put on free by the hotel. Other people, a couple, climbed Ben Bulban. And not only that, not only climbed Ben Bulban for three and a half hours, but also then went to, into the town and went to a gym for an hour. So them two people were fairly energetic. A few of our gang got a taxi and went shopping. Others went about 10 miles away on the Saturday to Strandhill Beach and walked a few miles there but anyway, less about what I thought of the weekend. Um, more important, what did anyone else that went in the weekend, what did they think of, of it? I don't know what they
1: missed, I tell you. I was great friends. I enjoyed yeah, it.
2: it was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It wasn't enough that,
0: that was a and I fell asleep. That I can I my well. sister. I think I go around I with the list. I, I think in our group we had about. We had about. that.
2: We had a a, a, a a lot of women, as you say in our in our group that went down. No, six N- not as many, not as many fellas. there was about ten fellas. It, there was actually rumors during the week that they were going to draft in some army personnel, army personnel.
0: Again, I bless them and hold them as one. They look different now, he clutching his new wife tightly, she demure, embarrassed. Now, as he claims her, he is strong, and I know this bond will remain."
3: Occasionally, well, more than occasionally, we see people certainly going to St. Valentine and saying their prayers to him. We see young people going up there, singly, and we do occasionally see young couples going up there. So, without being too publicised, I think he's still doing what he did when he was alive, the time of the emperor.
2: About four years ago I had my cushy lifestyle, a certain amount of friends, my family but I wanted to push myself a bit further so I started joining lots of clubs like these to widen my social network and found I was making lots of friends. Then became best friends with a girl who ran one of the clubs and that set me on a different path of maybe going out and setting up my own club. The average week would be definites, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. They're all club meetings of four of the five clubs. And then you're talking about, for definites, Saturday night Uh, which is a big social night out for the clubs, and Sunday afternoon, which is getting out and about, doing the sporting things. They're absolute definites. For a while there, I was also doing Friday night and Sunday night. I've started to delegate a bit more, and now I'm out some Fridays and some Sundays for the more important things, and for the less important things, I've started giving other people a little bit of responsibility for being a focus. At the moment I'm organising five clubs I am. They're called the Temple Bar Club, the Fun Club, the Dublin Sports and Social Club, the Friendship Club and the Dublin Singles Club. So they're the the five clubs and they vary according to things like age group. Monday and Tuesday, the Temple Bar Club and the Fun Club are for people in their twenties and early thirties and then the Friendship Club And the Dublin Sports and Social Club, they would be for lots of people in their 30s and 40s. And then the Dublin Singles Club is a different type of club. Four of them are friendship-based. One of them is more upfront about the chance of romance. That would be the Dublin Singles Club, which is a one-off disco once a month where people ask each other up on the floor. And who knows, there might be a few romances as well.
1: The casket contains a case, which is covered with painted paper and tied with a red silk ribbon, which is sealed. The statue of Valentine looks upon those who come to pray. To one side of the altar, a vase of fresh carnations. In the centre, four candles flicker.
2: newspaper rang me up about a week ago. I just mentioned quickly most of the stuff there we're mentioned just basically it says that singles bars may seem like a last resort but there are plenty of well-organised nights which will give you the chance to meet lots of men in a relaxed atmosphere.
0: <laughs>
2: Brendan <laughs> Kilkenny <laughs> K- runs a singles club in Dublin. And his organised nights have resulted in a marriage and some very successful relationships. We have successes all the time, not just on Valentine's night, he says, but I'm sure some people will hit it off on February the 14th. This year, Brendan has organised a Valentine's weekend away to Galway and a Valentine's disco for singles looking for love. Just in case any of you are wondering there, There's two people writing the different articles and the one we're in there, the girl is writing the article. That's why she's mentioning about, for girls, plenty of places to look for men. Then the other guy, Joe, from the star, writes, from a man's perspective, looking for women. Olivia McMahon more or less says in the article that you don't just meet people in pubs and nightclubs. In fact, she says that pubs and clubs are not usually the best places to meet the man of your dreams because they're usually full of rowdy groups and couples along with Mm -hmm. she says going along to say clubs that I run Mm -hmm. she said also (laughs) theatres and museums can't be good places to meet people because anyone you find browsing there is certainly no half wish But many dreamy relationships start in the likeliest of places. So don't discount the supermarket or the office photocopier. I threw in on Wednesday, I threw in bus stops. Bus stops can be mega places for a man. Absolutely mega. So, watch what, in my in my experience anyway, bus stops are never to be underestimated. <laughs>
3: Uh, Here we are at the Shrine of St. Valentine and what you can see is a beautiful statue of St. Valentine. Then we have the altar and then underneath the altar set in there is a casket containing the bones of St. Valentine. Many people ask the question how come the bones of St. Valentine have landed up here in Whitefriar Street? In Whitefriar Street Church here we had around about the 1820s, 30s, a rather famous Carmelite priest, a Father John Spratt, who was well known in Dublin at the time, but he was also extremely well known in this area here, because he worked tirelessly for the poor who lived in tenements around the area of the church. He was also a well-known preacher, and he was uh, very popular preaching in various churches around Dublin. He went to Rome in 1834, and when he got to Rome, he was asked to preach in the Jesuit church in Rome, the Jesu. Probably there were some Jesuits in Gardner Street at the time who knew of him, and they knew he was coming to Rome, and so they asked him to preach. So he did. He preached in the Jesu in Rome, and uh, a lot of the Uh, nobility of Rome happened to be there at the time and heard him and whatever and then word eventually got to the Pope that this rather famous Irish preacher was in Rome at the time and so the Pope gave him a present of the bones of St. Valentine they were taken up from the cemetery where he was interred and put in a casket and brought back to Dublin and they arrived in Dublin in 1835. So that's how the Bones of St Valentine happened to be in Whitefriar Street.
2: There are lots of different types of people who come to the clubs that I run. People who are quiet, probably a bit lonely. They would be a certain amount of people. Now, they'd be the type of people who people who wouldn't know anything about the clubs would think that, oh, they're all full of people like that. That's only a small amount of people. Then there's the real outgoing people, real extrovert people who are coming along, who for various reasons, one, maybe are on shift work, the likes of nurses, the likes of maybe bus drivers, the likes of security officers, who... Uh, have only have a certain amount of social time and find that they can't regularly go out on, a, say, a Saturday night or a Friday night. Then there's people who are coming from abroad, people from Italy, Germany, who are coming to study English or learn the language, who find that they know lots of... Italians or Germans, their own friends when they come over. But they don't want to just meet expats, they want to actually meet some people from Dublin. That's how the marriage came about an Italian girl and a Dublin guy meeting the club. In one of the younger clubs they run, we've had a load of Germans, Italians, people like that who seem to maybe read the event guide or things like that come along and really mix in well with the Dublin people. Also, you've got a load of people that come in the, I have to be very careful in these politically correct times, but in the more mature age group, the 30s and 40s, these type of people <laughs> would be a mixture of single separated and widowed so you would find that there'd be lots of people in the clubs that I run who would maybe have been out of the social scene for maybe up to two or three years have had a bad experience a bad breakup and maybe stayed at home for two or three years and then have to take this tremendous leap of ringing me up and actually stepping out into the social scene again in a situation like that you are really starting them on a new phase of their life whether they like it or not When they make that step in, even though it's tough, they're coming along and hopefully starting phase two or phase three of their lives. You also have the people that come up from the country who would know loads of people down the country are a big fish in a small pond, come up to Dublin and they're only a small fish in a big pond. How do I start off and make a few friends? Okay, I know a few people at work, but I don't know any other people much. I'm living in Flatland or whatever, somewhere like Rapmions. You get them coming along and you also get, I get lots of calls from people who've been over in England for three or four years working, who come back here and they tell me straight out, they're honest, on the phone. They say, well, I'm back here now three or four years I've been over abroad. I'm back here. And the people that I was with, they've all moved on in their lives while they've been here. Another thing that people often say to me is that... um, A lot of their friends now are married. It can be a very couple-orientated society. Invitations can often be for couples. And they find that they haven't really got a lot of their old friends now. So they're looking again to go into a new phase. They can be fairly outgoing people. Other people have got married. They haven't. And they're kind of out in a loose limb. So there's about, as far as I can see there, I've given about six Six different types, not just the cliche thing of, oh, the lonely people or the lonely hearts, a load of other reasons why people come along.
0: remember the first night they came to me Valentine, she demanded Marry us He shifted uneasily behind her as she turned snatching a smudged parchment from his hands Look, my message of love Here, here, my name He drew this from the urn and has carried it with him a full year
3: What we know about the life of St. Valentine is that he was a priest in Rome and from the Roman martyrology Valentine died for his faith on the 14th of February 269 under one of the various persecutions that you had at the time this one in particular under Claudius II, the emperor. The martyrology says at Rome on the Flaminian Way the heavenly birthday of the blessed martyr Valentine, a priest. After performing many miraculous cures and giving much wise counsel, he was beaten and beheaded under Claudius Caesar. Now, that's what we know from the martyrology. We know something about his activities, that the emperor at the time in Rome didn't want the young men to get married because he felt that if they were unmarried that they would make better soldiers. But Valentine, clandestinely, was officiating at the marriage ceremony of the young men. And so that's, as it were, what they got him on and put him into prison
2: I bring a lot of people together all the time and you get a lot of romance relationships in the clubs and even one or two marriages. So um, what's the situation with myself? Basically speaking, over the last four years, a lot of my time has been going into the clubs, hasn't left me much time for meeting uh, women vis-a-vis relationships and uh, things like that. Over my lifetime, I've had a fair few relationships I've had with um, women, basically most of them have been around the two-year mark, you know, two two year, two and a half. Some of the time I've broke broken it off after that. Other times the woman has broke broken it off. One of the reasons sometimes if I've been the one that's, say, broken up a relationship or whatever would be maybe I found that there's someone else that I've, you know, been getting maybe a bit close to or whatever and I found that my f- feelings for them have been a bit stronger than um, the feelings that I've had currently for the girl I've been with you know, that's basically when I felt there's no point in living a lie and uh, just um, you know, going along for the sake of it you know. As regards marriage, I'm the type of person who likes being young, free and single, although I suppose I have to be careful now about the young part, like I'm in my mid-30s now. I must admit, I love going to nightclubs and I love, I suppose, just, you know, the the, the hair, the, the clothes and stuff. I feel confident enough in myself that there's no kind of rules that, oh, um, oh, jeez, won't you be a sad character if you're in nightclubs when you're 40 or whatever? Big deal, Um if I want to and I want to be in an, in a nightclub when I'm 40, I'll go for it or go to an adult dance and be there. As regards um, marriage, I wouldn't be too unhappy if I never got married. I like the single life. I like the independence of having a lot of time to yourself. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now, If I, never mind marriage, if I was in steady relationship there's no way I could have the tunnel vision that I have now so while I'm missing out at the moment in having say a long-term relationship okay I go to nightclubs and I go to discos and I meet women and I go out on some dates as well and things like that okay I miss the security of a relationship and there is a big security in relationships but on the other hand I must admit, I enjoy the, how would I say, the Jack the Lad approach as well to life of having a good time. I'm the type of person who doesn't have um, a mortgage, doesn't have a car, doesn't have, um, you know, um, at this moment, um, a relationship, um, lives at home. I must admit, I am breaking a lot of rules. I have to say that now, being genuine. And I suppose some people looking at me, they must say I'm all a right pain, you know. Why can't you, uh, Brendan, you know, go by some of the basic tenets in society and, you know, at least conform a certain extent. But to be honest with you, even as regards my home life, if I, in, say, five years' time or six, I'd be in my 40s, if I'm still leaving my own house and my own front door, not my own, my parents, it wouldn't worry me at all. It wouldn't think to myself jeez, I'd be much more independent if I had a flat. And I went through that in my early 80s a lot of, will I get a flat? And I was very, very near to, you know, you know, moving into somewhere like Finsbury. And of course, there's a lot of things you think of like, oh, if I have my own place, I don't have to come in and tiptoe um, in at three o'clock in the morning and be afraid of waking up my parents. And I mean, I can have lots of women around to my house and, you know, no one is going to say, oh, you can't bring that woman home or whatever. There's all that. But on the other hand, um, I plumped for staying at home and I'm, I'm glad I did now.
0: I've left the young couple alone in the forest and make my way back by the cold dawn light. Before me, the sounds of the city, a festival of loneliness and yearning, but also of faith and hope.
2: I am determined to still stay to the ideals of when I first started up, which were completely non-commercial, no money being made out of them. What I get out of it, the kick I get out of it is I genuinely like people. I'm finding that I'm not just a martyr who's bringing everyone together, who is kind of inside hurting and saying, I'm putting all this effort in Everyone are making friends and finding romances and I'm getting nothing out of it. I'm making lots of friends with people. I also get a kick because I find that even before I started running these, I never knew I was able to even organise my own life, never mind trying and help, you know, run things for maybe over 200 people. But I've actually found I'm fairly good at it, fairly good at organising things. I'm a fairly disciplined person as well, so I'm able to meet the schedule, the hectic schedule of lots of meetings. And I find I like genuinely like the icing on the cake as well, which is, along with the friendships and activities, the marriage that we had three months ago, the Americans coming over, just a phone call out of nothing, seeing us on the internet. I can honestly genuinely say that I enjoy all that as well. So there's a load that I'm enjoying out of it. But just to finish, it's not something that I could see that you could do for 20 years. It's something that I want to get into, do it, bring a lot of people together, leave my mark, enjoy it, let a lot of other people enjoy it, and then sail into the sunset.
1: In the upstairs room of a pub, Brendan Kilkenny closes another meeting. Though it is late, he ignores the shouts of the barmen and remains chatting, joking, advising. In a quiet corner of a church in Dublin, there is a shrine, inside of which lie the remains of a saint. Those who worship here pray for love. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward doc on one.